welcome, welcome, or welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I am your host, Zen. I'm Katharina. And I'm Kristen. And this is a podcast where we discuss worldwide travel and the art of finding what is around the next corner. So we have been on this California kick. So to continue on the All Things California theme that we have, we thought we would bring in focus to bring the focus over to one of our sister cities in California. We're in Orange County, San Francisco. See, talk a little bit about our sister city, San Francisco in the north. Um, If you haven't been there, amazing. So much things to do. It's a talk of legends. There's quotes about it. Um, Who was it who said the the coldest winter I ever spent was, was in, in San Francisco. Mark Twain? A, Mark Twain. I believe so, yeah. Um, was a summer in San Francisco. <laughs> so hang on. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk everything San Francisco. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, We've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. And we're back. And where do we begin? Where do we begin? Where um, to start with San Francisco? Oh, so, so many things to, to do, right? Um, Indeed. Eat yeah. museums. I mean, it is the kind of the perennial city of California, I think. Home of the 49ers, named for the 1949 gold rush. 1849. <laughs> 1949. Yeah. Just happened yeah. not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the gold rush. And the San Francisco Giants, which relocated from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've got a melting pot of cultures and the hot spot of um, tech industry now yep. the yep. collectively known as the bay area up there which makes it really prohibitively expensive to live insane up there. insanely expensive do you remember reading mark zuckerberg um tried to buy houses next door to his house to protect uh-uh. his privacy and they shot it down saying with real estate what it is today you can't take up like more property really yeah oh, that's interesting yeah so it is it, it, it took um manhattan new york for being the most expensive real estate in the country and oh, beat I didn't it? Know that. oh yeah, back oh, in like wow. 2012, 2013. No it is way. crazy expensive up there. I mean, it yeah. is crazy, crazy expensive up there. And it like yeah. there's not a single parking spot in the whole city That's to true. be had. I mean, like you try oh, to yeah. street park, forget about it. Oh, it's street parking's like, rough too because of those hills. Yeah. Yes. Those hills so are hills. rough. Yeah. Don't own a stick if you're going to drive around. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen people do it and burn out their clutches. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're dangerous. They're liabilities yeah. for sure, those hills. So I guess yeah. I, we digress. Um, <laughs> we should probably talk about some things that we love to do in San Francisco, and maybe you'll find that you love them too. Um, Can I just start by saying oh. I love flying into San Francisco because their airport is like right there in the mm-hmm. city, right across the bay, and the views are just beautiful <laughs> when don't, it's not foggy. Yeah. Don't fly into Oakland. Yeah, no. Go to San Francisco. Don't go to San Francisco. It, yeah, it's a little rough. but that it's a great entrance into san francisco when you fly into sfo yeah if it's it's clear it's beautiful you can see the golden gate bridge and all the skyline yeah yeah i've had some beautiful days flying in there 
Well, okay, now I had to completely go sideways. I did actually spend, I, this is not part of the show, but oh. one time <laughs> I went up to San Francisco um, on a 4th of July weekend. Uh-huh. And it was just like, okay, this is a great time. Let's go up to San Francisco. Let's mm-hmm. go see the fireworks. And my wife and I get out to um, the Fisherman's Wharf, and that's where we're going to shoot off all okay. the fireworks. And they bring out all the, um, this is kind of like holidays in another um in another country or a city, oh, yeah. like we had an episode, and they bring out all the tugboats onto the water and they shoot fireworks off of it. Except you can't see the tugboats because the fog is so thick. Oh, yeah. And we're like, oh my goodness, are we going to get to see fireworks? Yeah. And we're checking and we're hearing and we're talking to the police. And as time goes by, it's like it became pretty evident that we were not going to see fireworks. They're saying we're not going to shoot them off. And right before they were supposed to shoot them off, they um, they actually changed their mind and said we're gonna sh- we're gonna shoot off fireworks, and we're like yes. And what it turned out to be was they fired off all the fireworks, and all we could see was cloud banks lighting up in different colors. Oh you my could gosh. not It was just like blue cl- blue fog, wow. red fog, yeah. pink fog. You, That's kind of cool fog. to see, though, it, right? It was cool, yeah. but at the same time, it wasn't exactly what we yeah, <laughs> had in mind. Yeah, when you had in about mind. It. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, I'm going to start out as, um, actually, I'm going to start outside of San Francisco because um, this is one of my favorite places to go. It is not in San Francisco. It is officially in Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa is about one hour away. North, um, or north, north, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually, it's one it's our colleague, David, um, who does the right. um, Main Street UCI mm-hmm. podcast. Oh, he's yes. from there. Yeah, he's yeah. from there. And what they're famous for is they have the Schultz Museum, which is the home of Charles Schultz. And he um, wrote all of his Peanuts. He did all the Peanuts cartoons up there, and he sent them around. He, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. It took me a long time to realize that that comic strip <laughs> was not Charlie Brown. It was Peanuts. <laughs> I so. always thought it was Snoopy when I was a oh, kid. Oh, well, yes, yeah, Snoopy too. So. Right. Yeah. Wait, what is it called? Peanuts. Peanuts is the name of the whole comic strip. Like, really? Yeah. Charlie, Charlie Brown and <laughs> Snoopy and yeah. Woodstock, but the name of peanuts. The, the comic is actually Peanuts. Hey, yeah. And yeah. So to... you were today years old when you learned that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't Mark know this day. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So if you have a chance, they have a Schultz Museum and they actually dedicate it to not just the cartoon or the comic. Um, they dedicated also to Charles Schultz. So we, they actually have a studio up there. You can see what he, all of his half-used markers and what have you. Get a sensation what inspired him. He also um, was a big hockey, hockey fan. So he opened up a hockey rink so the local community could actually hang out and play hockey. Wow. He would actually apparently wake up in the morning and wander, eat breakfast, walk around, and then... Um, get back to his studio and you maybe watch a little hockey go to his studio and then come up with ideas in the morning and then he would write his strip and that was kind of his day was walking around and trying to find inspiration in this small city and that's why you see lots of ice in charlie brown you know like they are playing always playing on the ice and ice skating um, yeah, I would have thought it was like a Minnesota <clears throat> comic yeah, or something like that. I would have thought so too. Yeah, um, Northern California. So huh? definitely check this out. They have thousands of the original strips. Um, they have um, murals. They have the hockey rink, which is um, Peanuts themed. Mm-hmm. They have just so many neat. I'm a I'm a big art fan. If you're familiar with the artist Cristo, um, Cristo. He, they actually have a doghouse that's wrapped in his style, and it was done by Christo. Um, 
it, it's just all things peanuts. You gotta go see that. So one hour north. Yeah, cool. On the way back, hit Sausalito or something. The yeah. Amtrak bus will take you there. Oh, okay. By the Amtrak way. bus will take you there. Yeah, because right. I would always take the Amtrak. I went to school in Santa Barbara, UCSB, so I would take the Amtrak train from Orange County up to Santa Barbara. But if I wanted to go further north, I would hop on the Amtrak bus. And they would take me up north, and the last stop was Santa Rosa. Nice. Cool. Good to know. So yeah. If you want to travel, you can get around without a car train, in yes. California. It takes forever, though. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Very cool. Next. Who's up? Well, I could talk about the celebrities in San Francisco. Ooh. Oh, tell me. The sea celebrities is what they call the sea lions. Oh. oh, okay. Get it? Oh, nice yeah. joke. Got it. <laughs> it wasn't mine. I can't coin that. But um, <laughs> the first time I visited San Francisco when I was in like middle school, my favorite thing was uh, Fisherman's Wharf, Pier 39. And this is where um, off the pier, there are just floating wooden docks and sea lions just sunbathe, well, sunbathe, cloud bathe <laughs> all day <laughs> long. And they're so cute because they'll just lay there, but then they pop up or they jump in the water and they jump back they up. And noises. Oh, yeah. They're so loud. Have they make the cute little honking yeah. and stuff. So um, that is one of the biggest draws um, for Fisherman's Wharf is yeah. going to the Pier 39 Sea Lions. Although I don't know if you were aware that they mysteriously disappeared. No. I did hear about this. Yeah. So it happened twice from what I was looking at. So in 2009, and that was the last time that I went. And I remember they weren't there. And people were like, yeah, they just disappeared and no one knows why. It's like, how is this not bigger news? Like, they're just gone. And they were such a fixture. They were on the back of milk cartons. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or what, or, Have yes. you seen me? You know, yeah, anyways. where they gone? Um, and then they just returned one day, and then in 2014 it happened again that they just mysteriously all like vanished. But then that time they came back um, in a few months, and as far as I know, yeah, they still hang out there. It's like a gap month. Yeah, it's like you know, take their gap year. Yeah, and, they're yeah <laughs> go down to the waters by New Zealand or something. Uh, but Fisherman's Wharf is such a cool area. Obviously. Um, San Francisco with it on the bay, they have big like, you know, clam chowder fishing mm-hmm. industries there. Uh, they they're the ones who do like the the bread bowls. I think that's where yep. that got started. Mm-hmm. So like the sourdough, sourdough. Mm-hmm. and the fisherman's stew. Yeah. San Fran. Yeah. Can I back up for one second? Yeah. Just the only reason why is I want to paint a picture of these, of your seals. Yeah. I mean, sea lions. It's just like they have these floating roughly maybe 20, 30 feet by 30 feet docks. Yeah. And they're covered with like a hundred sea You can't even see the dock. It's just sea lions laying on them. And they are all barking at the top of their lungs, it seems Oh, sometimes they sleep. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes they're just like lounging. Yeah. And they're all like sometimes jumping on and trying to push other off so they can lay on yeah. it so it's a total total hoot just you can just stand there for like an hour yeah. and watch them and actually um especially if it's a nice day it's really cool because you can see alcatraz island mm-hmm. um right off the water and you're you know at a pier with all those shops and like a lot of touristy traps now and the like the people for street performers and stuff going on there so it's a really lively little block um, and I just like watching all the animals. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite parts of San Francisco, just going to Fisherman's Wharf. So I, I interrupted you. We were, you were deep in thought in another, like just looking See? around in other food, or I forgot. What? Oh, I c- kind of interrupted you and brought you back to the sea, sea lion. Oh, was I think it anything? was just talking about the sourdough bread bowls, okay. probably. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, although not far from that is the Ghirardelli. Oh. And this was my you first guys introduction. Have to go there. Yes. Like, and you gosh. can't miss it um, because Chocolate. it has a huge um, marquee at the top that says Ghirardelli. Huge, huge letters on top of the building. And, you know, they give you like the free sample chocolate when you go in and they make insane, lavish, um, like gourmet ice cream sundaes and all kinds Brownies of chocolate confections. Yeah. Oh my God. Any yeah. ice cream. Yeah. The ice cream there. And the sundaes and like banana chocolate. splits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not familiar with Ghirardelli's, Ghirardelli's is California's chocolate. And they're Delish, typically gourmet. in these like little inch and a half by inch and a half squares. Yeah, it's like little squares of chocolate. But really creative flavors too. Yeah. 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 I have to be honest, it's not my favorite chocolate. What is your favorite chocolate? But okay, so like (laughs) when you buy at a store, someone gifts me Ghirardelli, I'm like, oh, whatever. Oh, I'm stoked on Ghirardelli. I'm like, oh, it's good. It's, you know, nothing too great for me personally. But then when you go to Ghirardelli, it's like, oh my gosh, I need it. It tastes so good. (laughs) And it's just the whole atmosphere and you're, you're in a big chocolate factory i kind of feel like i'm in disneyland yeah for chocolate yeah i feel like san francisco has a lot of disneyland feeling qualities like the city itself it's Mm. so lively so picturesque everything's so different and then you're just happy you're just like what is this in this corner and then you have chocolate right here and then you have great food and and it feels like such a unique place and you have like you know the cable cars and the seals and and like cable cars Course, yeah, and like, and Chinatown and the buildings, it just feels very like animated. The yeah. whole city itself. And then you, there's a bunch of tourists also. So oh yeah, even more like you're in Disneyland, yeah. just like walking around <laughs> groups of tours, and you're like, okay. Used to yeah. be we would make fun of them as all the people with cameras around their necks, but now right. they all have the selfie sticks. Yeah, yeah, along yeah, yeah. with us, of course. Of course, there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Not well, bad. I'll, I'll yeah. hit up cable cars. Yeah. So. um Cable cars are actually an antiquated way of traveling about San Francisco. So they're really kept there for tourists. But there are two lines. It's mm-hmm. almost like designed from across. One starts uh, roughly about where Ghirardelli is in um, off of the wharf on the, the far uh, west side of the wharf. And then there's another line that is uh, perpendicular halfway through. Um, it cuts through Chinatown. Um but it is definitely, if you've never been on them, it's amazing to go on them. They are the original cable cars. Um, the reason why they're called cable cars is underneath the street, there's actually a physical cable that is constantly moving um, and it's on a pulley. And the way the cable cars move is when the cable car, they're all lined up with these tracks and they actually have something that actually will grip the cable and pull it pull it along so these cables are always moving but they actually have a gentleman who actually is in the car that will actually hook up to it and it will yank them up and along on that cable if you go where they intersect the two different lines there's also a cable cart museum it is in the middle and it's actually where all the cables meet and where they actually are powered to move those cables around so i mean actually it's kind of like a if you've ever been on a gondola or like a um what are those funicular things? Yeah. yeah it's essentially it's the cables are underground as opposed to on top huh. and um and anyways in this cable card museum <clears throat> you can actually see and learn about the history of all these different cable cars and it, it's it's quite fascinating if you have a chance to see it so <laughs> um, it. definitely do or and ride it 
my only suggestion is make sure that when you get there, um, be prepared to wait in a line. Uh, or yeah. if you're at a stop in the middle, they'll pass you because sometimes they are so full <laughs> that can't they, they can't put anyone in anymore into the car itself. So um, be right. prepared to walk or find alternative yeah. transportation if needed. And are you allowed I'll... to hang off them? Like You still can? You still can. <laughs> okay. Well, if you don't want to wait in the long line and you need transportation i think i mentioned it in a previous podcast bird no not bird oh, scoot. <laughs> huh? scoot scoot different from bird different from bird same idea okay. but scoot is a vespa oh yeah vespa okay. and you have the app open on your phone and they're in they're stored in designated parking structures with electric uh charging so you have to like go and find what about helmets they have helmets in the back seat. You just open it up and totally there's a helmet. I don't want to share ah. helmets. Sorry. Yeah, there's two helmets, sizes okay. two, small and large. I'm going to need to hear yeah. that. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't even think about it at that point, but I was like, oh, whatever. Now you're going to think about it. No, I'd rather do that my than bust fine. my head open. I, this so. is when I was in on the van not wash, washing my hair, so <laughs> I probably made it dirtier for the next person. I'm sorry. But, yeah, Scoot is awesome. Just Vespa around the city. That's probably more convenient than a bird scooter yeah, in San Francisco. Yeah, super convenient. Uh, you could leave it also, just park it so it's still yours. Not expensive at all. I think we used it for, like, four hours and it only cost $9. Holy smokes. That's, That's not bad free. at all. Yeah, so it was it is was it the amazing. kind where you can just leave it where you want? You have you to return it? return it to okay. a designated parking structure. Okay. But they're everywhere. Cool. So just a few blocks you find one. Just I just the bring hills. it to my hotel room so I don't have to share it with anyone. <laughs> yeah. But then you have to charge it. And there's special charging stations for it. But the hills are scary. Yeah. I, they are scary. I was there. We had some steep hills and I froze. At the top, and I'm like, I looking down. I'm like, They're I'm not terrifying. driving this Vespa yeah. down. This Have you hill. ever been down Lombard? Uh, not with the Vespa, but I, I did sure see hope it. not. Yeah, no, there's no way, no way. We were, my boyfriend wanted to, and I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. So I may not be incorrect dog. if you have not heard of Lombard Street. Lombard Street, I believe, is the steepest residential street in the United it's States. Not. It's Remember not? I talked about it in the other podcast, it's a different street. Oh, well, it's really steep. It's still very <laughs> it's steep. It's still very steep. It's yeah. very windy. And it's so yeah. steep. So, yeah, that's exactly right. They actually make it wind back and forth in like a snake-like S going down. And if you want, you can. it's only one way. It goes downhill. You can actually take a car and you can go downhill. <laughs> but when you're going up to the street, it is such a deep, uh, such a extreme incline yeah. mm -hmm. it looks like you're driving to an end of a street and it's just like there's nothing there yeah <laughs> you know it's like it's uh is there really a street here and then you come down and then you can actually yeah. see that there's a dead there end. is a cable car that stops right at the top of it yep so you can walk off and look at it <laughs> that's actually one of the worst places to get on there because that's it's, where everyone's yeah. trying to get on yep. and off <laughs> yeah but i guess um talking about the scooter if you do rent it and drive around, you can stop by the Painted Ladies, which are the most, it's the most photographed location in San Francisco. I don't know if you guys have seen Full House. Uh, of course. Of like, course. Yes. So the opening scene and you see these uh, four or five Victorian houses and beautiful. All bright pastel colors. Yeah, bright pastel colors. So uh, we I went there and you go to Alamo Square Park, which is a nice little park. 
um, right before the Painted Lady. So you can have a picnic at the park. You look at the beautiful houses and then you see the whole city view behind them. Mm -hmm. You can just take photos. Um, So let's see. Yeah. You know, in that park. And there's a coffee shop also in the park now. Oh, nice. What's really sad is years ago there used to be a shoe garden in that park a shoe garden have you ever seen that no wait that's why oh yeah what does that i remember mean? looking they would put shoes right yes. and like plant trees <laughs> or flowers. plants in it oh so apparently like two decades ago or longer someone had left a pair of shoes in the park and they just sat there so then some resident passing by just like okay filled it up with dirt and put a plant in it where do the roots go um, just in it was like shoe. a pot. It was like a pot. It's like a small, you know, like two or three inch pot. I mean, turned into two to three inch pot, and so it became a tradition for a long time that people started leaving their shoes there. And so there was a point. There was hundreds of these shoes filled up with dirt huh. and I little plants that. coming out of it. And I heard that they, I heard I hadn't I haven't been back for a while, but um, they they took it away. These uh, you know, environmental disaster zone or something like that. So, Rude. But. Oh, and transportation note. Oh, yeah? Do not rent a bike. A bicycle. Oh, who would even? I did. Oh, that's who. And it was the biggest mistake we <laughs> I made. sure. Because we were walking forever and we wanted to go to Painted Ladies. And we're like, okay, well, there's these city bikes. We should just rent them and then go to the Painted Ladies. The thought was great. Yeah, in theory. But there's so, it was probably, I don't know, like less than a mile to get there. So many hills oh, just yeah. to get there. Yeah. He biked up the hill. I'm like, I'm walking. Yeah, I would no not way. have been able to do that. There's no way. And it was a hot day too. Aww. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So just do the scooter. Yeah. Scoot or cable car. Or Uber. Or walk. <laughs> or Uber. Very nice. You know, I'm going to throw in a pro tip. Um if you're going up to San Francisco for the first time, it can be very costly to go to so many different places and pay the individual costs for all the different museums. Um, I like to use, there's something called a city pass, and lots of cities actually have this. Um, you buy a city pass, and it will give you entrance to like half a dozen museums or so. Mm-hmm. Um, the one in San Francisco specifically will get you to Alcatraz, or at least a boat ride out to Alcatraz. You can add on Alcatraz, but it also gets you into the Exploratorium, I believe. It takes you to a few museums. It gets you free rides in the cable car. So it oh, lets nice. you buy all these in bulk and you use it over like a five-day period. So it's it's actually, if you're going to stay in the city for a couple of days, it's really cost um it really helps control some of the costs. Does that include um, transportation at all? Yeah, it, it provides cable car and money. Mooney is do they call it Mooney yeah. buses? I the think Mooney that's buses how are free. So you nice. just pull it out, and then um, there's actually a date on the darn thing. You date it, and then you just yeah. show it to the bus driver, and that's all you need to I've do. I've seen I've seen that in a few different cities. Yeah. That's so cool. yeah, so it's totally worth it to nice. um, consider one of those. Yeah, it saves you a bit of money. Very cool. Next. Um, let's see. Golden Gate Park. Have you guys oh, been? Yeah. No. <gasps> I know. Been? It's one of the things. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So Golden Gate Park is a massive park in the middle of San Francisco. I guess it's like 
could it be comparable to Central Park? I don't know. Yeah. I've never been. <laughs> oh, yeah, you yeah. haven't been. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yes, it thank is you. comparable. Thank you. So, <laughs> I mean, I think I barely touched that park. Like, it's there so are, vast. Yeah. I was just in one area, but I felt like I was walking forever. Wow. But there's beautiful greenery, trees, nice little roads to veer off on, have a picnic or just hang out. And every year in October, the park um, has a free concert called Hardly Strictly Bluegrass. Mm-hmm. And it's a really fun festival. They have, I think, three main stages, uh, food trucks everywhere parked on the grass, and everyone just walking around. It's a huge three-day musical extravaganza. And they have over 750,000 people show up. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is so, impressive. Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, since we're talking about um, Golden Gate Park, one of my favorite places to go is um, I, I have a – she's eight years old, but she enjoyed it when she was as mm-hmm. young as five. There's something called the California Academy of Sciences, mm-hmm. and it is this amazing, I don't know, nature, dinosaur um, – environmental museum and it is just you go in there there's dinosaur bones there's exhibits on what what they 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 had like over i think it was several hundred sea lion skulls and they could they knew where they came from how they you know whether they died from this or that and they were and they used them to study sea lions and learn about sea lions mm. there's so many um so it's a nature museum they have an exhibit on earthquakes they have an, um the whole roof of this building this is a huge museum is completely covered in sodden plants huh. and they're using it as um it keeps the building cool and then it also creates an environment for butterflies and other types of um animals I mean, not like chipmunks or anything like that, but like birds and such like that. And they live on the roof, and but it simultaneously keeps the building cool. Mm. So it's um, so it's this kind of like an oversized terrarium on the roof, and you actually can go up and walk on part of it and see the types of things that they're doing up on the roof in the garden up there. Yeah. Um, so it's totally um, it's a must see if you have children to go see this thing. Very cool. Um, they have a bunch of exhibits with. Um, I'm I'm blanking here, but they're like um, it's like an partially has an aquarium, um, so totally, really, really need to go see. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of everything. Oh. So, <clears throat> California Academy of Sciences. What else can we talk about? I can take us back to another neighborhood. Ooh, neighborhood. I love the neighborhood. So the Castro is uh, San Francisco's neighborhood, and it is probably the leading LGBTQ scene like in, in the country, if not the world. Um, that's wow. where Harvey Milk um, <clears throat> had like his offices, and it's just like where a <clears throat> lot of things have happened and, and um, rights were fought for, and um, it's just a huge scene um, that people go to. It's like, I think, you know, might be the original Pride 
was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just well known for um, its acceptance and um, the history that it has there. And it has um, some really famous uh, places like the Twin Peak Tavern mm-hmm. um, was one people go to. And it's really fun to look at. Like they have like sidewalks painted rainbow, um, rainbow flags mm. out everywhere. Um, and just a really quirky, fun place um, because San Francisco was a leader of the LGBTQ movement. So um, that's always a fun place to hit up. Chinatown. Chinatown. I didn't How make did it to Chinatown. You didn't make it to Chinatown? No. And that's a good one because a lot, I don't know the statistics, but a lot <laughs> of the um, the immigrants from Asia seem to settle in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So it was a really prominent Chinatown there. And that's where the fortune cookie yes! was created. The fortune cookie was yeah. created there. It is not Chinese. It's not. It no. is San Franciscan. And I guess there's like a store there in Chinatown where you can actually create your own fortune cookie and put the fortune Oh, nice. So. I would write some good ones. <laughs> There's, if you're in Chinatown, actually, one of the oldest fortune cookie, I'll, I'll try to find my photos and we'll put it up our in, on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, there is, if it's really, really weird because you're walking down Chinatown and then you're trying to find this. I looked it up. It's like, this is the oldest, I can't remember the name, the oldest China uh, fortune cookie company. Yeah. And you go you're walking through chinatown and all of a sudden it's like i'm supposed to turn left here and it's this little narrow alley mm. so you go down this little narrow alley it looks like something in new york that you would supposedly get mugged in or oh, something gosh. like that and you go back there and it's a little tiny store and they hand make these fortune cookies still in this little factory and it's probably maybe i don't know maybe 15 feet wide but like really really deep and they have all the machines they have the different types of fortune cookie making um, devices, and and it's just it's a throwback in time. They're using the same equipment. Wow. It feels like that they've been using for over a hundred years. And this is all in Chinatown. Uh, there's lots of cool shops in Chinatown. Like um, there's also a really, if, you know, this is beyond the podcast, but if you have a chance, um, there's there's a Another podcast called 99% Invisible, and they talk about San Francisco's Chinatown and the why it looks that way. I won't go into too much detail, but essentially, um, at the t- about 150 years ago, the, uh, San Francisco burned down, mm. and um, the <clears throat> Chinese were looked down upon. And um, the Chinese were trying to figure out how, how to stay. It used to be Chinatown just looked like a normal houses, but the whole area burned down. And they were trying to figure out how to stay and how to make, um, actually people thought the Chinese were evil, that they Mm. were, I don't know, doing magic spells and all those Mm. types of things. And so what they did was they started making it like uh, building some old buildings and it started attracting people and it became, Chinatown became more of like a Disneyland. So people wanted to visit this area because the types of buildings they have in San Francisco's Chinatown are actually buildings that weren't built for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Wow. So like when Chinese come over, it's like, man, they don't, that no one builds like that anymore. Right. And so they made it an amusement park to make, to disarm Caucasians who thought the Chinese uh-huh. were evil. Huh. So they made it an amusement park and then it started drawing people in and um, 
so that's how Chinatown came about. If you look at this unique arch- architecture and all other Chinatowns in um, the United States <laughs> have modeled themselves yeah, after this I particular Chinatown. Yeah. So like with the gates and, you know, the pagoda buildings. The pagoda and stuff. entrances. So and 99% Invisible has a great story about that. <laughs> but. When was that? Uh, when was what? Like that it burned and they I rebuilt. I want to say it's during the earthquake. So 1920s mm. or maybe it was earlier. Okay. So. Cool. Well, I remember really looking forward to Chinatown when I was a kid because I had read um, The Joy Luck Club. It was one of oh. my favorite books. And it kind of chronicles the stories of um, first-generation Chinese Americans growing up in San Francisco. And um, I think most of them were in Chinatown and then, like, juxtaposing that with their mother's stories from China and then immigrating over. And um, um, I feel like they, were, they mentioned a lot of the areas around there and how it was actually like for them growing up. But I think they were supposed to be in like the 40s or 50s or something. Uh, Anyways, I yeah, I can't speak to that. But. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> what else do we have left? I can talk about hiking if anyone oh, out there yeah. likes hikes and yeah. beautiful views. Do it. If it's not foggy. <laughs> if it's not foggy. Yeah. Um, so when you're in San Francisco and you cross the Golden Gate Bridge, you can go on this hike called Battery Spencer. Hmm. So that's the place to go if you want to take that traditional photo that you've probably seen hundreds of times with the Golden Gate yeah. Bridge in the foreground in San Francisco City in the background. So this it's a great place to go. It's the north side of the bridge, like I said, and just the most beautiful views I've ever seen of San Francisco and the area has a lot of military history so back during the early 1900s Battery Spencer was one of the main protection points for San Francisco Harbor it featured multiple guns that were manned by the military and a few buildings for housing Um, it was operated on and off until World War II and after World War II was scrapped after the war and now it's just a piece of history, but you could walk around it. Some of the bunkers are still open. You can walk in. Some are closed. And, yeah, it's a pretty nice hike. Lots to see. Beautiful views. Uh, just you have to cross the bridge for that. Um, once you get towards the top, though, it gets really foggy. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> but, bet. Yeah. And can then, you walk across the Golden Gate Bridge? Yes. You can. You can. Okay. Bicycle cars. in. Yeah, they have like a pedestrian area. Okay. I'm almost certain they do. Wait, or is it when they close it down? Now I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah, I can't remember. Memory fails. And another um, really nice hike is called Land's End. It's a four-mile hike. It's on the side of San Francisco, and you're pretty much hiking along the cliffs that go into uh, the harbor. Also beautiful views of San Francisco and the Golden Gate Bridge. And just gorgeous little beaches everywhere around that you can see. Nice. Pebble, like nice stones, pebbles, cliffs. And you're just walking within nice trees. So it's like you're in a little forest on the beach. Yeah. Yeah, there is a sidewalk on it, on Golden Gate Bridge. You can walk on both sides. It's the right and left sides. Yeah. I also get the impression there's... um, like a Segway tour of it as well. If <laughs> I'm you sure there's to. Segway tours everywhere. So. <laughs> yeah, and if you were to take the Bay Bridge mm-hmm. to the east, that drops you off in Berkeley, yeah? 
That I don't know. I think so. Mm. I think it's right there. And then Berkeley is a super fun little kind of a neighborhood of San Francisco. I mean, it's probably its own city, but um, yeah, the Bay Bridge will drop you off right there in between Berkeley and Oakland. And that's where like the <coughs> University of California Berkeley is. And it's got its own little total college scene there. Lots of good coffee shops, thrift stores, um, and lots of hills. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. What else do we have? We got through a lot of things. Yeah. Is there anything else that we need to... Um, oh, you know what? I'm going to throw out, you know, one of the things that um, San Francisco is well known for is the beat generation. Oh, yes. The um, beat mix. Yeah. Hmm. And so one of the most famous writers of that generation or one of the... Is um, Allen Ginsberg. And Allen hmm. Ginsberg um, wrote Howl. Uh, he also was arrested hmm. for Howl. Yeah. <laughs> Don't the, forget. That publisher of um, the book is... Um, a bookstore called City Lights. Um, City Lights is roughly, I don't know if it's actually in Little Italy or if it's right off the edge of Little Italy, mm-hmm. but the bookstore is still functioning and working today. You can go there. They publish the books. You can also get like the 20th, <laughs> you know, the 20th printing of Howl there. And um, they'll actually, they everyone goes there and gets this little copy of Howl. And then if you yeah. buy the book, they actually have a stamp in it. They'll actually stamp the book for you and says this was purchased. Oh, at cool! Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, and um, and so it's this beautiful bookstore. Um, and they're just they're famous for the readings. They're famous for um, you know, the Beat Generation. It's just something really worth going to take a look of. And then you know, we were probably going to do another podcast on food um, for all these different cities that we talked about. But I am going to do a throw down, throw out. I'm, a, I'm going to shout out. I'm sorry, a shout out on um, Cafe Triste. Um, I almost slipped my mind. Cafe Triste is the oldest cafe on the west coast of the United States, and so it's continuously opened for over a hundred years. They have uh, the, every night. I understand they have music. I usually go there during the day. You can buy their beans there, or you can <laughs> just get yourself a nice cup of coffee. It's it's a very very little tiny store, but it is really a throwback in time. If you want to go, they have like the old little machine, the little um, coffee things that are hanging on the wall, and they turn a crank, and the beans come out, nice. and and they're all made out of brass, and and all the glasses like got. 40 years of like coffee stains on them and wow. such and um it, it's just it's just something worth going to see once and having a cup of coffee and and, and just watching the neighborhood go by there's so much to do in san fran yeah. just like a few days it's like you barely touch the surface of yeah. what the city has it's yeah. a good one though everything's fun and yeah cool to see the Great place to revisit. Yeah. walking around, seeing the people. It I just mean, feels like a very like open, liberal, like an open-minded it is. place. It is. Yeah, that's like actually in the Castro too. There's um, the Dolores Mission Park, mm. and I think this was like even before marijuana was made legal. I mean, that's where people would just go and smoke and and just listen to music and lay down it was a very like relaxed cool environment and it was like known that people would do it there and like no one did anything about it oh yeah yeah there's there's it's just an incredibly liberal city to be in and just the artistic scene out there the (laughs) music it's got a little bit of every um thing for everyone who has a little bit of artist in them completely it's a good way to put it Mm -hmm. well I i say we close this up all right all right. Well, that's it. Thank you once again for listening in, and hopefully, we've in, 
we've stimulated your desire to travel and specifically to San Francisco because it is one of our favorite places. Mm-hmm. To Lots go. of things yes. to see and do. If you want more of Meet Us in Paris, make sure to check out our Instagram and our Facebook page. Every day on our Facebook page, we put up a new travel tip, so it will help you on your travels. And on our Instagram, we actually put up all of our photos of these different cities and all the places we've visited around the world. Um, It's kind of interesting. (laughs) Um, Last of all, before we go, we'd like to give a big thank you to our amazing sponsor, the University of California, Irvine. Division of Continuing Education, and we provide everything for the profession for professional development. I always say project management, but there's yeah. so much more human resources, marketing, digital marketing, marketing, leadership, digital marketing. Um, so anything that you might be looking for a career education to get yourself further, we're a great resource. Uh, if you're so inclined, check us out at ce.uci.edu. Once again, that's CE. .uci.edu and thanks again for listening in we will see you next week bye the rice-a-roni treat (laughs) rice-a-roni what about it from San Francisco the San Francisco treat I know. Oh, oh we'll have to look it up afterwards. Have you seen something about Mary? Yes. And yes, he goes, the movie. yeah, and he and he's like, he's Ben Stiller's asking him why he's moving to Miami, uh, Matt Dillon, and he's uh-huh. like, oh, I got a job with Rice Aroni, and he goes, isn't that the San Francisco treat? And he goes, ah, they're changing their image. <laughs>